up to the people, especially to the frontline workers, man. This this is the time we need each other. So we have to uplift each other no matter which way we do it, man. It's just good to be here, brother. And thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. So want to get right into the history, man. We love to, to share the history behind some of the legendary artists. Want to take it back to when you first joined Guy and, you know, how you came into the group because a lot of people may not realize the group had recorded some of the album before you came, you got involved. So take us back to how you originally got involved with the group. Well, first of all, I want to say this, man. Um, thank you for everybody that been supporting Guy. So now you're about to get deep into the, into the realm of it. You know, I was in Virginia State University, um, and my brother came down to the school and was like, yo, man, I'm about to be famous. I need you to, uh, you know, be in this group. I was like, what? Now, before that, before he even came down to Virginia State University, the group was started by Timmy and Aaron, Timmy Gatman and my brother Aaron. Right. And they they met and they was doing stuff. Um, they worked at a, a store called Abraham and Strauss, which is what we will look at. Most most young cats don't know what that is, but it was like Al Macy's or Neiman Marcus. Um, and they came together and did this because Timmy knew Teddy from Kids at Work. So what happened was when Timmy left the group, when he had an issue with Gene Griffin, whatever, and he left the group, Teddy, who Timmy brought to the group, because Teddy didn't start the group. Mm. The group was started by Aaron and Timmy. Right. And like I said, Timmy was no new Teddy from like when they were young, doing kids at work. They was in a session. Timmy calls Teddy, brings Teddy in. Aaron hears Teddy play. Aaron says, yo, Tim, I think this would be dope, but he needs to be in the group. Mm-hmm. So that's how Teddy got in the group and how I got in the group was when Timmy got, when Timmy left the group for because of some uh, altercation, right. Aaron came to my school to Virginia State, was like, yo, I'm about to be famous. I need you. I called my dad up and was like, dad, Aaron, Aaron said he want to, he about to be famous. You know, can I leave? He said, if you want to help your brother, then go ahead. Right before finals, going into my second year at Virginia State, wow. a piece of love on my, on my spawners, on my people. Um, I left and went to New York. And when I went to New York, I was a church boy. You know what I mean? Like, I was a straight church boy. It was nothing gangster, not even gangster. It wasn't nothing hip-hop about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, praise the Lord, God is good, let's pray. You know, I was that guy. And then when I went to the studio, I saw Teddy, and he was fly. He had this four-fingered gold ring on. <laughs> what is that? You know, I was like, what is And he had a meat coat. He was chilling at the board, and Ann was there, you know. Like, yo, what's up? And then Gene came to me with a contract, like, immediately. I was like, yo, what's up, man? You, uh, you, 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 my brother? All right, I like your look. Uh, put the page down, sign here. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm like, all right, cool. I signed. Aaron said, man, come on, man, sign. If you don't sign, I ain't gonna be famous. So I signed. And, you know, the rest is, uh, you know, I'll let, I'll let you take it. But, you know, it, it was, it was the beginning of a journey. Let me, let me right. say that. It was beginning in 1988. Well, 87, like the end of 87, uh, was when I signed the contract. That was the beginning of a journey because the contract was garbage. I got it. It was this oh. small. Oh. It was this small. And after I got it back from my attorney, it was this thick. So he, he asked me, he said, I hope and pray you didn't sign this contract. I said, yeah, I signed it. Come up. Oh. He said, oh, God. So in reality, I really had signed my life away. Yeah. You understand? 
because there was four members in the group. It was Gene Griffin, Teddy Riley, Aaron Hall, and Damien Hall. Mm-hmm. And on the album cover, as you know, quite sure, as you know, on the album cover, it was confusing because it's Timmy, Aaron, and Teddy on the right, original right. album cover. But my name was on the back and Timmy's name on the back. So that was confusing. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very confusing and, and it, it was troublesome for me because right. I had to explain a lot of times. And so go ahead, but go ahead, I'll let you take it. Well, let's talk about your talents because a lot of people know you as Crazy Legs, obviously, but a lot of people don't realize, you know, you know, Aaron is known as the vocalist, but you also have crazy vocals as well. I don't think a lot of people recognize that. So, and then you had your solo album later on down the road, but talk about, you know, what you brought to the group because you're a crazy vocalist too. Well, look, when I first got in the group, like I said, I was really coming in as Aaron's brother. You follow me? I just wanted Aaron to be great. Whatever mm-hmm. that was in his head, I was cool with. Right. Um, and then as I got in the group, I started realizing, wait a minute, it, it pays to to really be in that front. Because I was a drummer. Yeah. You know, when I first came, I was a drummer. So everything you saw, well, Apollo, uh, uh, um, what you call it, Senior Hall Show, I was like in the back doing, yeah. playing with Ape Ogan. I was on playing. I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is nuts. I, I don't think this is cool. Because yeah. I had the same outfit on, and everybody thought I was a band member. You know what I'm saying? Uh, There's like, oh, the and the group is, is these yeah. two guys. I'm like, oh, I got to change this up a little bit. Yeah. So I got off the drums, and I got percussions, and I moved the percussions up to the front of the stage. I'll never forget. Gene was like, what, what, what's this? What's this doing up here? I said, that's me playing in the front. <laughs> I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Because it was it was extremely confusing. Like, if you go back to the beginning of time when music, when records, we had to really pound the pavement. Mm-hmm. And we was going to pop stores, and we was going to, like, Tower Records, and different places to really promote our records. And i never forget, um, we pulled up to Tower, and they said, come on out. It was packed outside. And when we went in, we had all the security. We went in, and when we went in, it was pictures of Aaron, Timmy, and, and Teddy uh-huh. all over the wall, all over the place. I said, nah, 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 bro, that can't happen. <laughs> I'm not doing no autographs, no pictures, unless y'all change this. I went back into the limo. We all went back into the limo. And they took it took them about an hour and a half, two hours to take those pictures down and put the new pictures up. <laughs> so people understand that this is who Aaron, Damon, and Teddy. You know what I'm saying? And that's nothing against Timmy, just that Timmy wasn't in the group. So I didn't want people being confused about who I was. You know what I'm saying? Because a picture speaks a thousand words. And a picture people see pictures first. They they don't really read. They're like, Oh, yeah. that's the group. You know what I'm saying? So me being in there. Yes, I was a drummer, but I also became a couple other things. I became the stylist. I really designed a lot of the stuff. We had Keith. He did a lot of stuff. We had, we had some other. We had Dapper Dan did our first stuff. But then mm-hmm. I came in. And I did about 70% of the creativity of what wow. we should of what we should put on and how we should design it and stuff. So I was very happy for that. Plus, I did um, the video. I did Teddy Jam 2 video. Um, I did the, the Want to Get With You video. Mm. I also did the Dog Me Out concept for the Dog Me Out remix video. So those things I've done, and as far as me being a singer, I've sung with my brother Aaron, Teddy, I mean, I'm sorry, Aaron, my older brother Todd, and myself. Yeah. We sung in, in church. When I came into Guy, of course, there was there was already a, a, a set pattern. Aaron was the lead singer, Teddy was the producer, I was the drummer and the dancer. 
because mm-hmm. I was the best dancer in the group, even though I danced at the time. So I say dancer yeah. in the group. But what people don't understand, the second album where we did Let's Chill, I was the original singer on that song. So oh. I sung it. I was the original choice, everything. I sung it. It was mastered. It was ready to go on the album. The record company, MCA at the time, was like, no, who's this? Is this, cool? uh, is this not Aaron? Nah, nope. When I didn't even know, and it's okay, when I didn't even know, they went back in with Aaron. He sung the song. Oh, exactly. no. He sung the song. I wasn't on the song. So, I, so I'm giving you out of history. I'm yeah. not upset about it. Um, yes, I think that if I was on that record, because it's such a big record, if I was a singer, the lead vocalist on that record, imagine where my career would be at this point. Right. That's that's a crazy story. And I really appreciate you sharing all this history, man. We love to hear it. You know, this is epic stuff. But I want to ask yeah. you, when you joined the group and when the first Guy album came out, do you, do you even realize, like, how much you guys were single-handedly almost changing the sound at radio with just, you know, just what you were bringing, that new sound, that new flavor? Did you recognize that at the time? No. No, when we first came in, and again, for me, I, I came in, you know, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, yeah. I wasn't even listening to R&B music at that time. I was really into gospel. We all, yeah. me and me, was in gospel. And so I really wasn't listening to it. So when we did Groove Me, which was the first single, it took, what well, people don't understand, it took about eight to nine months for that record to grow onto radio and then really hit. Mm. But it happened so quick that when it hit, it hit like, bam! Like, it right. hit real heavy. And the world, I'm talking about from overseas to domestic, went crazy because the yeah. sound was different. And let me let me let me go back a second. When we first did the album, the record company said to Gene at the time, this album is not going to make it. We don't oh, know what wow. Now, they didn't even understand the sound of the record. I mean it was oh, so yeah. defined as different. You know, Teddy really did and Timmy and Aaron did something phenomenal record. I wasn't on vocally on that album. So at the end of the day that record was really done and created, and then Teddy really put his stamp on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that record was really, the, the mindset and the thought of the record came from Timmy and Aaron. Right. And so I, people really don't understand that. And it's not, it's not a, a jab at anybody, but for, for, for me, it's very important for people to understand who started what, who did what. You know what I'm right. saying? So when it really hit, and when Groovy hit, and radio started playing it, me, Aaron, and Teddy, I remember we had four um, Ford runners. We had those, you know, four Ford, Ford runners before anybody had them. So we was driving down um, uh, 57th Street going toward Harlem to 125th Street. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that we, we had these big tires on the back of our, and these tire covers. And on the back of our tire covers, we had art of our faces or album cover, and it was all glittered up. You know what I'm saying? It had those rhinestones on it. Yeah. And I'll never forget, we had thousands. I'm talking thousands of cars following us. What? Losing it. And that's when I knew, uh-oh, we we hit it. We hit wow. it big. Like, because, <laughs> I mean, man, I, I, I'll never forget that because it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing um, thing to really hear your record first time on the radio. Right. And, and to and to hear that thing and to say, oh, that's us. That's, that's my sound. That's Aaron's vocals. That's, I'm, I'm, that's me. That's us three. That was major. 
That was major. And so it, it made me very happy. And, and it took a minute for us to realize how powerful we really were. Because we still was a little nervous. You know what right. I'm saying? We was nervous. Young. <laughs> so we, it took a minute because New Edition was so big at that time. Yeah. It was huge. So. Well, fast forward us to the future, the second album, and your involvement in creating that one. I mean, that one had a big impact as well. And what do you remember about what you put into creating that one? Now, that, that was something different. So um, when it came down to the future, um, yes, I, I ended up becoming a co-writer on a lot of the songs. Um, I also sang um, on that record, and I did um, The Future. We can be lovers, all the people. So, and um, uh, Fly Away. No, 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 no. It was a song that Michael Jackson did. Uh, that I end up singing. No, no, I'm going, I'm going to the Guy Three record. I find myself another rainy day on Never thought in my life been down. I think. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm singing. Well, I think I'm singing. I'm singing the, the, the third album. But anyway, on the future record, I did a lot of co-writing on that record, and and I sang more on that record. So I did. A, I did most of the backgrounds on that album. Is me. Right. All of it. Do me right. Dog me out. I mean, everything. Every background, the majority of the backgrounds on that record was all Damon. Right. That's how I became, I became a great, I mean, for real, I'm a great hell of a background vocalist. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can really go to the studio and knock out some backgrounds, but it's not saying I'm not a, a lead vocalist. My, what I'm saying is, I wasn't a lead vocalist, a guy. I didn't want to be in that position, and I became great at backgrounds. So, harmonies and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We, I became a master of that, and I thank Teddy and Aaron for um, giving me that 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 portal to be that. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it really it ripened me to be great when I came when it came into doing my album and going into the the Guy Three album. Right, and and what do you remember about doing your own album? I mean, that was after the second Guy album. You got a chance to shine on your own. What do you remember about putting out that project? Well, Silas Records. God bless Lou Silas. Um, rest in peace. Um, they wanted me to do, cause I did a, I did a song with, um, remember R. Kelly and Public Announcement? Yeah. So the Public amount, Announcement, Mark and Vince and them, it was three of them. I did a, a song for Zebrahead soundtrack that Michael Rappaport was the um, the main star in, Zebrahead. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to do a, a song on the soundtrack. And myself and I think my, his name is Carl and another cat helped me co-produce that record. And when I did that record and I wrote it, I wrote a song called Holding On. And it did very well on the soundtrack. And then when I did wanted to do my album in 94, I was like, yo, I didn't know what I was doing. What, what am I yeah. going to do? <laughs> I was doing times like I didn't know where my career was going. And I was like, I want to do a record. So I went to Silas. They was like, yo, you can do a group. And then that group you did for Zebrahead, y'all can do, do a group. I said, hell no. Nah. Uh. I said, the group come from is God. And if I did a group and I failed in the group, I'll be dead to my public. So I said, I'd rather do a solo record and do my best at that. And if it died, okay, they're going to say, oh, he tried. Oh, he really wasn't the singer. He tried. But here's the thing. They reluctantly gave me $350,000 and said, go go, go ahead and do the album. (laughs) Like a joke. Go ahead and do the album. I was in Atlanta, living in Atlanta at the time. I went to um, 
my man uh, studio, Bob, he let me go to the studio. I did 16 songs. I literally produced and I wrote 16 songs. Wow. My, I actually, and then when I, I took those records and went to LA. Now, people didn't know me as no producer or anything. I met Tricky Stewart, who is the great Tricky Stewart now. Yeah, yeah. Many, and Sean Seth Hall. I listened to their stuff, and I was like, yo, y'all hot. I got some stuff I think y'all can really make even sound better. So we went to the back room in Pasadena, and I gave them the tracks, and they put their whole foot and, you know, all <laughs> their talent into yeah. it, made what I did greater. So the record was executive produced by Damien, produced by Damien, <laughs> and 90, 90% of that album was written by me. That's Every amazing. lyric, everything. So if that record had did what it did, so let's say the record went gold and went platinum, I would have made a, a gargantuan amount of money. Yeah. Because nobody thought I can do it. And let me say this. When I did 16 songs, I did 16 songs and 16 songs got on the record. Mm. I didn't do 17 songs. I didn't do 18, 19. I only did 16 records. Yeah. When I write or I produce anything, I only write what I hear in my head, musically, lyrically, and I go through it a thousand times like listening to an album in my head. And if I like it, I record it. And if I record it, it, it goes on the album. Wow. I don't... I don't ever record records just to record and say, let me pick. I got 35 records. Let me pick which records I'm going to use and, and go ahead and do 12. Now people are putting 40 records on an album. As you mm -hmm. see Chris Brown and the Tory yeah. Lanez <laughs> putting 40 records. And, and I mean, Chris Brown's Indigo record, I love it. And I love all the records. So you have to, you have to think about that. It's a, new, it's a new age now. But for me, you know, I thank God for Brian McKnight, who did three songs. He did... Um, uh, Never Enough, Second Chance, and uh, <laughs> I forget the, I forget the, the um, Lost Inside of You. Never Enough, Second Chance, Lost Inside of You. We did those records. That was before Brian McKnight was Brian McKnight. Yeah, yeah. I love Brian McKnight because he forced me to sing. Mm. Like, usually I would sing a, you sing a hook when I did God. We sing a hook, dogging me, why are you dogging me? Dogging me, why you dogging me? And we stack it, stack it, stack it, and put it in the position, and then boom, 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 lock it in. Every time on the record, so for those that don't know, Straight to the Point was the album. It's on YouTube. You can go listen to it for those that never heard it. My first single was Satisfied. But when you hear those three records that Brian McKnight produced on my album, you will hear Damien at his best. Wow. Because everywhere, every time it came to the hook, I literally sung the hook over every every harmony and every every note over again in each spot. And I was upset at him at that point. But I loved him because he pushed me. And if you listen to that record, I'm telling y'all, first of all, it's a classic record, and I pat myself on the back. <laughs> but if you look at that record compared to the Ralph Tresman album and and the London Jones album and all the albums that came out during that time, listen to it and compare to it. That album had some of the best ballads ever to date on the Satisfy You, on the second, I mean, on the Straight to the Point album. Wow. That's epic stuff, man. 
Loving hearing this history, man. This is gold for us R&B lovers hearing these stories. I thank you so much for sharing these. I want to take it up to the third Guy album. What was the circumstances that led to Guy coming back together? I think it had been like 10 years since the last Guy album for coming back together. How did that happen? Absolutely. It was, it was absolutely 10 years. Um, when we broke up in 90, we didn't even speak. We didn't speak at all. Wow. You know, Aaron's my, of course, I saw, I saw him. And then 94, Aaron did his album. Um, and he came out with I Miss You. But we didn't see Teddy at all during that whole time at all. One time. You know what I'm saying? And so it was, it was weird. I got a call from Jeff Red, and Jeff Red said, Damien, listen to me. I need you to put the group back together. I was like, what? <laughs> At that time, I had read for the D.L. Hewley show, and I got three callbacks. So I know I was about to get it. That's yeah. when you know, they about to do that show. I wanted to be on TV. I really did. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be a star. Wow. But I love acting more than anything. But then Jeff Red called me and said, man, come on, man, because he was he was head A&R for uh, MCA Records at that time, back in, in 99. He started in 97. I got the call in 99. I was like, oh, Jeff. He said, look, we're going to fly you fly to Virginia Beach. Go to Virginia Beach. I didn't even speak to Teddy. I haven't, not Teddy, <laughs> we haven't spoken in all that time. So I went to Virginia Beach. I stayed at a, at a hotel, um, the Hyatt which was about three miles away from Future Records. I was at in Virginia Beach for three months. Three months before even seeing Ted. What? Oh, my goodness. Three month time frame. I was working out. My hair grew. You know, I had my, my hair grew long. I was working out, and I got, I got big. Like, I was running and working out, because I was like, I, what am I? I, I, I didn't really want to go. Yeah. After three months, I'm a whole looking different person. I get a call from Teddy's uh, cats at, at Future. You know, Teddy, Teddy ready to see you. All right, cool. I go, I go there. I ring the bell. Cameras out there. They say that we don't know who that is because I looked <laughs> that big. I was crazy, ripped up, shredded up. Big. He was like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Yo, open the door." They was like, "You look like Damien, but he's big." He's <laughs> like, "Yo, James, so open the door." I saw Teddy, the first thing I said to break the ice, because no matter what we no matter what we did or how we felt, bowling was everything to us. Oh wow. Bowling. We love bowling. Yo, man, we should go bowling. Woo, woo, woo. We went bowling. We was talking. Everything was cool. We said, now would you hear these records? I got I got these records. So we went in the studio and he played. Um, I think one of the first records he played was uh da, 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 Rescue Me. Mm. I heard the news through the grapevine. The things on the right. I was like, "Yo, that's hot! <laughs> yeah, that's different for God. That's that's different." So I was just like, really becoming, getting that brotherly love back. So we played records and played records and played records, and it took me a minute to get Aaron to come down to Virginia Beach because Aaron was wasn't hearing. I'm not coming. Yeah. I ain't doing that. I'm got my dogs. So it took a minute. Long story short, finally got him down there, but Aaron would come and go in, not come in, not come. I don't want to do the session. And then that's how I got on these records. That's how I got on Not A Day, um, Love Online, um, Seem Like A... Gotta Get Away, 
big, I mean, fly away, excuse me, fly away. Um, and I, I be, you know, everybody heard my voice. And when Aaron came down, he heard something. Yo, who's that? Yo, David right. sound good. And then Aaron came on the song. That's how you heard me and Aaron together. So for people who really want to hear how me and Aaron sound together on a record for real, not mm -hmm. only can you go to the Damon Hall Straight to the Point album, where you can hear the great um, Donny Hathaway song for you uh, remix or uh, remake that I did, yep. me and my brother. But you can go on the Guy Three album and you will hear. Everybody thought that album was because they were so into the Guy first album, yeah, and they loved the future so much. They didn't really want to give the guys the, um, the props, but Dancing became one of our biggest records on the charts. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was a great record. And then all the other ballads were great too. The thing is, we didn't we didn't collectively write that album together. So it wasn't a, a an album of a collective of us three putting it together the way we did the future record. Even though there was other artists and writers like Akil and and Keith and Bernard Bell, who wrote on the second on the second album, we still was more of a collective on that record. Whereas this record, other outside writers gotcha. came in and wrote on this record. I still love the album. It was it's beautifully produced. The sonically, it is great. If you hear the the sonic of that record, how we sounded, it was amazing. And you know, I thank God for people that listened to it that bought it because they heard Damien sing for the first time. In a in in guy, and they loved the records. You right. know what I'm saying? They absolutely loved the records, and I love the records too. If you listen to Not a Day, I think Not a Day is still to this day is still one of the baddest ballads ever mm. sung by the whole. <laughs> it's amazing stuff, man. Thank you for sharing that story as well. But you know, for those who haven't kept up with you over the years since that was the last guy album, let everyone know. You know, I guess what what other endeavors you had been involved in since then. Well, everything, I, everything I've, I've done, you know, for, for those people, first of all, I want to tell everybody, I want everybody, all your listeners and all your viewers, check me on Damon Hall, The Truth with Damon Hall, every Friday through Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. I want you to log in to Damon Hall, The Truth with Damon Hall. Please log in. I would be appreciated. But let me, let me go to this. It's like I've always kept Guy up here, mm -hmm. okay? Guy has always been like my baby. When people talk about Guy, I kept that brand alive. Damien Hall single-handedly kept that brand alive. Right. When Ted was doing uh, Black Street and when Aaron was doing his own thing and nobody wanted to do anything, I made sure people knew that Guy was still together, even though we wasn't, and that we were still alive and we were still going to do it. So in 2012 to 2016, I managed me and my brother, and we did guy mm. we went out that guy and toured and headlined and we made a bunch of money doing it um and we did shows with teddy and black street and us where we headlined that 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 tour and there wasn't no no beef and no issues right. and no going yo where's teddy it was really you know it was black street and it was guy and so that was hard because teddy's is is my brother you know what i'm saying and Guy in my heart is three people and will always be three people. Right. At the end of the day, you know, we all deal with, with things. It doesn't mean we hate each other or we, we don't like each other. It's the fact that we was we was growing up, we always doing different things. I did I did gospel plays 
And then I did a did some songs where I was gonna do a, another Damon Hall album. And then I went back and did one to do Guy. Like I, you know how a girl you can't shake? <laughs> and you can't shake her, you're like, oh. Yeah. You, or you date and then you come back to that same girl and you go somewhere else and you come at the same girl. That's what Guy was to me. I got you. It, it was, I couldn't shake it. And everybody was like, yo, Damien, do you. Like, you have to do, bro. Like, you gotta, you're a great singer. You're a great actor. Your, your personality is, is bubbly. You can dance. You can play. You can do it all. You, you, you fashion. Do you. But I never, I never did that because I always wanted to make sure that Guy was always there for y'all, for the fans, for the friends, for everybody. Like, right. I wanted so guy was there so every time i went to do something for myself do another album go ahead and go on go season try to um do some movies i would get right there and then get called back to do guy uh. i would get there and then get give call back to do guy so where people can say well, what did you do since what i've been doing is building myself up and really keeping my keeping myself clear mentally straight and clear to make sure that the brand that we started with never dies, because I know that I can do Damien, right? Mm -hmm. And now I am doing Damien. I'm working on a record. Um, I'm working on. We got. I got a bunch of movie content that we're working on. I'm working on this other huge deal, this big um, uh, festival. Right before, right before uh, this was uh, the the COVID situation happened, the yeah. coronavirus. We were setting up a. A, a, a huge thing for Orlando called the um, extravaganza, right? Um, with me and my and my nephew out of Orlando, my, my, um, and we was gonna do something real big. My, my nephew D'Angelo, we was gonna do something real big with a bunch of artists. We had it on plate, and we still gonna do it whenever things open up. It could be two yeah. years down the line. We still gonna do that. So, but for me, I'm a business person first. Everybody know that I'm I'm a very I like to keep myself like this, level headed, keep right. myself straight. And now I'm thinking of new things to do because we're not going to be doing no tours no time soon. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to be doing it. So what is, what is it there to do? So I'm trying to build with like minds, come up with new ideas um, online, digitally, to, to uh, enhance artists and, and to bring forth new talent. And so, you know, I'm just working. You're never going to hear a lot about me. Like I said, I got D-Truth with D-Hall right now. That's where I'm just getting people used to hearing from me. And right. then... Hey, I'm doing my podcast. I'm gonna start my podcast. I'll let y'all know about that cool. as y'all watch with the whole everybody through Sunday. Um, I'm, I, it's just I got a lot of things on that that's coming. You know what I'm saying? But right, we, right now, we gotta take things slow. We gotta really pay attention to the change in society right now. Right. Society is. We gotta give love to our people. We gotta stop being so separated and so clicky. You know, when you're inside this business, people in this business are clicky. So if I'm a superstar. And you're a superstar. I do business with you. I come on your page. Yeah. I speak to you. But if I'm not, and you're not like somebody that's on my level, people still thinking about that. Yeah. And for me, I don't care about how many records you sold, how many, how many awards you have, how much money you got, how many cars you have, how many houses you have. That don't mean nothing right now. Right now, we really got to think about the people that's on the front end and the front lines of this thing that are really fighting and seeing people die. I'm not, do I believe that it's all about COVID-19 killing? No, because H1N1 killed more people and was more deadly mm -hmm. than, than COVID virus. 
but it don't mean that this thing ain't real, that it ain't really harming people, that the nurses and the doctors that there every day seeing these people trying to, on these ventilators, trying to catch their breath and seeing people die where they now got rules where you, you can't go see your family. You can't go in there. They're dying by themselves. So it's about us really relating that forget about racism, forget about color, forget about where you where you come from. Yeah. We have to understand that we all as a people are going through this. So I my heart goes out to everybody that have lost somebody, everybody who has somebody who's sick, everybody who has somebody who's sick and they saw the 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 confrontation and the problems that it was bringing to their loved one and they came out of it. That's still devastating. Right. You know what I'm saying? All of that is still devastating. So it's important for us to love one another. Yep. Love another. Embrace people. Help people like like what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got something, let me try to come on and help you, you know, you know, bring whatever you you doing up here. You, you know? Because what am I doing? The reason why I'm famous, the reason why I came into this is so that people like yourself can give homage to the things that we put our hard work into. And thank you for loving the music. Thank you for taking the time out to want me on your platform. You know what I'm saying? Because that's important. And I think the people and your and your listeners and your and your people that are that are uh, following you, they need to just keep on following you so they can see what else you bring into the table. But I tell everybody that I speak to, open up yourself even broader. You know what I'm saying? Broader than what it is. Yes, right. we got the but it's it's about it's about the world now. It's about love. It's about really connecting. And yes, we thank you for loving Guy and loving Teddy and Blackstreet, loving Aaron Hall and Solo Record. For those that brought the Straight to the Point album, thank you. Today I got a I got a hit on my DM and my IG, and somebody brought found the Damien Hall Straight to the Point album. They said, "Yo, I was looking for years for this record and I couldn't find it." And I said, "Wow, me neither." And they said, "I got it. I'll get it in two weeks." And they said, "This is the best album in my." that I ever listened to is your album. I was like, wow. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. And I say this also, when Louis Silas died, the people that worked at the the label, when it was at the um, at the funeral, they said, Damien, we want to tell you something. You sold way more records than what you, you know. You actually went gold. <laughs> the, reason why they stopped, the reason why they stopped your record, because they didn't want you being bigger than your brother. Oh. I was like, wow. And it ain't about me being bigger than nobody. Yeah. The thing was, the thing to me was this. If you have two members of God, promote two members of God. Brothers, and we two members of God, and one is the voice of God. Yeah. Every time you saw Aaron, you should have saw me. Every time you saw me, you should have saw Aaron. Right. I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just thank y'all for, for supporting us, man, because if it wasn't for Lou, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do an album regardless of all the political stuff I went through. If it wasn't for um, uh, Arsenio Hall putting me on yeah. uh, the Arsenio Hall show twice when everybody didn't want me on it, I don't know what it would be. If it wasn't for Tom Joyner um, giving me love and giving me the platform, I wouldn't have been heard at all right. on the radio. My record was bigger overseas mm. than it was. Crazy, man. Well, first of all, well, I got one more question for you. We're just about out of time. But first, let me just say something I heard you say was that you've always kept Guy in the forefront of your thoughts. And I really want to thank you on behalf of R&B lovers everywhere for keeping Guy's legacy intact. Guy is a legendary group. And I want to thank you for keeping the legacy at the forefront and allowing us 
R&B lovers to always, you know, think about Guy and still celebrate to this day. So that's really important that you took the time to do that, even if the other members didn't. But what I really want to ask you with the final question, you know, when we said we're going to have this interview with Damien Hall, you know, people want to know, is there ever going to be another Guy album? So I'm obligated to ask you, in your heart, do you feel like there ever will be another Guy album? In my heart, yes, I do. Because people thought that Guy was over when we, for that 10-year span, that we was never going to get back together again. And then we did. And then when we separated in 2004, they, they thought we was going to get back together again. We did in 2008. And then we separated again and then didn't do anything. We got back together again in 2016. You know what I'm saying? So for me, the the people are bigger than than the group. Right. Right? Group, we are three individuals who are great at what we do, and together we're untouchable. And the music that we did is not just music. We changed a sound, a sound of music. We created yes. a sound that swing. There's not another group that can say they, they created a sound of music. You have Earth, Wind & Fire, who are phenomenal. Yeah. Other producers did that. Prince created a sound. Quincy Jones created a sound. And Guy, along with Teddy, created a sound called New Jack Swing. So we are the kings of New Jack Swing. It's not Keith Sweat and BBD and everybody else. Mm -hmm. they, they came and, and got on, on that ship, the producers. You know, Eddie F and everybody started producing. Yeah. Like, to get that sound. But we are the kings of New Jack Swing. We are New Jack Swing. And we will all be New Jack Swing. And so do I believe? Yes, I do believe that we will have another guy record. I think you'll have another guy record and you actually will hear in 2021, 2022 mm. because of what's going on right now. So I think you will hear that. But you'll definitely get some, you're getting Teddy music, you're getting some, Aaron's working on some stuff and I'm working on an album. And I can promise y'all this. When you hear this record, you're going to be like, oh, sweat. And for everybody that ever that brought the Game of Hall straight to the point, I'm, I love y'all. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be shocked. You're going to be like, this is the record. Because I'm coming hard with this record. I promise wow. you. This is amazing to hear, you know. Music lovers, love to hear this new music coming from all the members, even Guy. That's epic. I mean, you know, we thank you for just keeping it going, man. We love to hear it, and it's what we need right now. Music heals us in this tough time, so just to hear that there's more coming gives us hope that, you know, we'll get more good music down the road. So, Damien, I just want to say I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, and, hey, before you go, do you mind recording a drop for us? No problem. Yeah, can you just say something like, this is Damien Hall and you know I got soul? Yo, what's up? This is Damien Crazy Lakes Hall from the R&B group guy. You know what that is, New Jack Spring Forever. You're listening to You Know I Got Soul. Check it out. Always. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, Damien. Appreciate your time. And we, you always got our support, man. We got you. Thank you so much, man. God bless y'all, man. Don't forget, the truth with Damien Hall every Friday through Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Coast time. I love y'all. Thank you, man. Sounds good, man. Peace. God bless.